What's up, world? Coach T. Welcome to the first episode of season two of Good Hurt the Podcast. Uh, if you notice, it's a little bit different this time because we got the video aspect and not just the audio. Um, as always, I'm the host, Coach T. Good Hurt of the Podcast, and today my special guest is Mr. Sean Hamlin. I know Sean from uh, the gym life, like everybody else on, on season one. It's always about fitness, so that's always my base. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and let him tell you a little bit about himself, and then we'll move forward with today's topic, which is going to be fatherhood. Let's roll. Um, as he said, uh, met Terrence through the gym. Um, we become become close friends, brothers, fathers. We spend a lot of time talking about life, kids, the right. gym, so on and so forth. Uh, as far as myself, I'm a personal trainer. Been doing this for a little shy of 20 years. I just spend my time just making people better, whether it's through fitness, whether it's through life, whether it's all combined. You said 20 years, right? Yes. So that's what sort of qualifies you as an expert when it comes to fitness. Okay. But one of the things that sort of um, sort of attracted me to you mm-hmm. and, the, and the topic for our discussion today, which is going to be fatherhood, right. is uh, you and your little man, who is not so much a little man anymore. Definitely not. Just graduated college and moved into his first job, right? Absolutely. So we're going to be talking about fatherhood today. And I think it's going to be a good contrast because if I'm correct, you grew up with your father. Yes. Right. And I grew up, obviously, without my father, but still my mother who filled that father figure role. But a woman can only do so much when it comes to raising a man. So a lot of things I missed out on. So I always look to people like Sean and Mike Jones, who almost was here tonight, uh, when it comes to raising the boys. Because, like I said, his son is done with college. And when he was in college, for the most part, Dean's List or Principal of Honor Dean's, Dean's List, yes. Dean's List, you know, in college, went straight into working out the words. And that's big for me. Because uh, that's that's the path I want my son and daughter to be on, you know, throughout their life. So I'm always looking for little jewels. Anytime I can get them, anytime I can pull Sean to the side and figure out, you know, tell him some situations. We talked about the birds and the bees and how I was going to explain that to my Absolutely. son a couple weeks ago. Still haven't done it yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, with that being said, why don't you go ahead? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step right into it. We're talking about fatherhood. And tell me some of the best the best moments you uh, you remember with your dad. Some of the best moments I can recall with my dad was, because my dad, his his business, he worked for a computer company, Compaq, HP, so on and so forth. He traveled okay. a lot. Um, so because he traveled a lot, he he was he was higher up on the ladder. Okay. So that allowed him to bring his family with him. Okay. So even when I was younger, um, he would take me wherever with him, whether it was on skiing trips, and yes, I ski, um, <laughs> whether it was on skiing trips or just to different states. So I, I fell in love with traveling and airports and hotels and stuff like okay. that via my father. Okay. Um, so that's how I got a taste of the of the jet set life. How many uh, siblings? How many of you? Just one. One brother. Okay, so it's two of you all together. It's two of us. Okay, so your your early experience with your dad was a lot of travel, mm-hmm. jet set life, so to speak. Right. Jet suites, no plug intended. I still <laughs> have yet to take one of those flights to Vegas. Gotta get on it. Gotta get on it. One of the, I wish I'd have made that last trip to Vegas because you and uh, Ronnie looked like you had a good time. But we, we do it every year. Yeah. No, okay. There you go. You're, so you're I'll definitely get one in. All right. So again, jet life. You know, dad was working, but because of his level on the totem pole, he was able to bring the family along with right. him. Okay. So a lot of times uh, it was just him and I though. Oh, so it was yes. even even a better. Are you the older yeah. of the two brothers? I'm the older, yeah. Okay, yeah, so even even a better bond with you and your Correct. dad. Okay, uh, that's so that's one of the highlights of the relationship with your dad when he was growing yeah. up was the travel with you and you you and him. Right. I think that's big. All right, so I'm gonna quickly shift and uh, ask you from you know one of the best moments you had right. with your dad to maybe one of the worst moments you've had with him. <sighs> one of the worst moments. It's it's an ongoing thing because my dad and I have a similar personality. 
Okay. He comes from a military background. He comes from, uh, he didn't have a father. Okay. So he didn't know how to be a father. Okay. So he was learning on the fly. Right. So I was kind of the, the test tube baby, if right. you will. Right. So he was doing what he thought would create the perfect child. Right. Which he pulled from the military. So Got it. it was all this extra structure. Right. Which he didn't do with my brother because he learned that right. that wasn't the right. the right way to do the first time. So he was super strict, which caused me to rebel some. Okay. So we had uh growing up, teenage years, high school, so on and so forth. We did a lot of we did a lot of head hey, banging. Okay. Um even to the point that I just left home and I was like, I'm good. I'm what once age? I grad as soon as I graduated, like Got two it. weeks after I graduated high school. Got I'm, it. I'm out. Okay. Um, it took us about three, four years to kind of rekindle that relationship, but it was okay. still rocky. Uh, but we were able to, we were able to fully kind of become father and son shortly before my mom passed. Okay. Uh, which she always would request. I want you guys to Got be it. father, son, be father, son. So that, that was able to happen. Okay. Okay. Um, so you talked about one of the best moments with your dad mm -hmm. and course one of the worst and we're talking about the contrast versus growing up with your dad and not right so my dad and mom were young parents okay. my mom had me high school 18 years old okay. i think she was a senior and my dad was a sophomore oh, so wow. I'm okay. just fucking knucklehead yeah, yeah and i try to use that sometimes to give him leeway back into my life i'm like okay, okay he was young right he didn't know what he was he doing had no idea right and one of the things i made sure i did as a father is i didn't have my first kid till i was like 35 years old that's exactly because i understand that. you got to get stuff out right you can't be a dad at 17. Absolutely. i mean there may be some rare cases but most likely you're not ready that's what my parents did they, they i was literally planned we were both planned got it they, they made sure they were oh yeah yeah at All a my... certain level right before they had right both of us my kids now are playing down to dates I proposed to my wife on three, four, five. We get married on four, five, six. My son was supposed to come on seven, eight, nine. So crazy shit like that. I like that. That's but dope. as far as the contrast, one of the greatest moments I, I remember with my dad is just uh, my grandpa built his own house. Okay. And my dad sort of, when he came in town, mm -hmm. stayed at my grandpa's house. So I remember just little moments like I was young, you know, showering with my dad, just yeah. having that quality time. Yeah. I, I remember showering with my little man a couple of times. That was one of the good times, just being outside, raking, cleaning up the yard. Absolutely. Just little shit like that. A kid, a kid needs. Absolutely. So those are some of the best moments that I had, but it was few and far between. Right. Uh, the worst moment I had with my dad, I was in New York, and I was, uh, I was uh, pursuing my modeling career. Okay. And I, th I think I did pretty well in my modeling career. Several different campaigns. New York was great. I still got to go back there, but I'm a different person now, so I don't think it'd be the same. Absolutely. But one of the worst moments I had with him is I was like, okay, I'm pursuing this modeling career, and I'm going to this modeling school. And he said something to the to the to the point of, you know, that's a very hard career. People fail all the time. Maybe you should try something else. And I was like, wow. No confidence in you at all. So much for for yeah. for that. You know, oh, yeah. you can do this, son. Yeah. And that that was one of the moments where I was like, okay. I don't need this motherfucker because right. I know what I want to do. Absolutely. And if you don't want to support it, I don't need it. Absolutely. And another situation, I know I only had one good moment. Well, I had two good moments because I spoke about the showers and the cleaning up in the yard. Right. So I had two bad moments. That was one of them okay. when he didn't encourage me to pursue my dream, so to speak. Right. And the second was when I was growing up, my mom mm -hmm. busting her ass to do what she did with seven of us, single mom. Mm -hmm. So my mom worked hard, you know, she give you what you need, not everything you want. Right. My dad would come around 
toss a couple bucks, here's 50 bucks, here's 100 bucks. And I would love that. Like, yeah. you know, I'm young, dad come around, give me 100 bucks. And that shit pissed my mom off. And at the time, I didn't understand it. But what was happening is, she's like, I'm over here working my ass off 24-7 to make sure you can eat and got a cover over your head. Right. And you know, I get the resistance and I don't want to do my homework type mm. shit. And he just pop in every now and then and give you a couple dollars and he's God. Right. So he, he looks like the savior. Right. He this, looks like the savior. And she was, the, and quote I was like, unquote, Disneyland yeah. dad. Right. She was like, no. Yeah. And at the point, I didn't understand it. Right. But when I figured it out, it sort of made me resent him a little bit. And another thing, because we're talking about good and bad, that, that makes me resent him as well is every time I have a moment with my sons, right. I realize that I never had that moment with my dad. Gotcha. And it pissed me off. Every right. time I'm just like, ah. Right. Then I go back to, ah, he was a young dad. You know, he didn't he didn't know any better, but, mm, you know. Right. At some point, like, fuck that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not mad at it. So those are good and bad moments with dads. Okay. We both covered that. Yeah. So as a dad, yeah. what's one of the best moments you've had with your son? And I don't want to get stuck on sons because we both got sons and daughters. So. Absolutely. Right. Um, best moment is obviously birth. Right. Um, but the newest best moment, because it just happened, mm. was watching him walk across that stage. Right. Um, it, there's nothing like it. I'm, yeah. literally, I'm literally tearing up now yeah. thinking about it. We're watching him while I'm getting through something now thinking about it. That's big, But man. just knowing all that we've been through. Yeah. And because similar to my dad, I traveled a lot also. Right. So he would spend summers with me. He would spend Christmas with me because he was born in Atlanta. Okay. Um, him and his mother eventually moved to Alabama. Okay. Um, and I moved moved here. And this is home. I was born here. Got it. Um, so I came back home. So obviously we had that countrywide distance between us. Right. But we had the relationship where we spoke every day, whether it was phone call or text. Um, and he would spend his whole entire summer with me, from the right. time he got out of school to the time he went back to school, and he would spend Christmas with me. Okay. So he even told me, he, talk, he talks about the times when he would be here, because it would be myself, my dad, my brother, and we'd all just be hanging out. And Three so generations, he got, yeah. So he got the mail stuff. Right. He didn't get that at home. Right. So he talked about it, and you, you could literally see him just sitting there just soaking, soaking it, it up, up soaking it up. <laughs> Because he didn't get that at home. Right. So, but but like I said, the, the proud moment was literally watching him walk across that stage and and smiling the entire four or five days that yeah. I was there. Yeah, that that's the goal. Like I said, that's one of the reasons I'm attracted to you guys is because you you you've done what I'm what I'm attempting to do. Correct, and you will do it. Uh, is to create a uh, positive, uh, a positive addition Correct. to society. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So birth. Graduation. Right. All right. All right. So you know I'm switching it up. We gotta yeah. have both sides. Absolutely. Challenging times. <sighs> Challenging times where there's a there's a couple. He's a boy. Okay. Um, where when he kind of started to hit puberty and started to kind of feel himself. Okay. He didn't know what he was feeling, but he was feeling himself. Right. Right. Um, and he started to kind of push back on his mom some. Okay. And. I was very, I was similar to my dad, but luckily my dad was there to see me becoming him. Uh -huh. And he was like, no, right. don't do the same things I did. Okay. Give him, give him a little more okay. leeway than I did with you. Okay. So I had, that was always in the back of my mind, but the standard of discipline was already set. Okay. So there was a, there's a certain fear level there. Okay. It's, it's necessary. It's absolutely yeah. necessary. Spoil, what is so, it? Spare the rod, spoil the child? Absolutely. Right. So 
the quote unquote fear slash respect was was set early. Got it. So a simple phone call could set him straight. Right. Um, so one of the worst moments was puberty. His mom used to kind of pop him in his mouth when he would mouth off. Right. And he would, uh, and the, at this point, he was he was big. Right. So when she went to pop him in his mouth, he caught her hands. Mm. And, of course, she's in the middle of fear and anger because she's like, shit, right. I can't do nothing. Right. But why is my child? So she gets me on the phone, lets me know all this that happened. So I get him on the phone. I let him know. Um, number one, well, first we find out what the problem was. Mm. Um, that was number one. Number two. If your mom goes and pops you in the mouth, you just let it happen. You better get popped you, in the you mouth. You just get popped in the mouth. Because the next time you grab her hands, mm. I let him know. I said, I'm going to be on the next flight, and when you wake up, I'll be standing over you. And never had a problem after that. No. Uh, one. I mean, he's a kid, so yes, right, was there, right, was there right, some, right. some little more pushback? But never a serious problem where right. it could have gone left should I have let it go. Right. Um, between that and his senior year of college, he battled a little bit of depression where he didn't know where he wanted to go with his life. Right. He was overthinking the process instead okay. of just enjoying college and finishing college. Um, and to the point that he was, I won't say he was, was at a point of committing suicide, but he talked about it. Okay. He talked about, I don't know where I want to go, what I want to do, and that this is too hard and just, it just, he wasn't ready for the next step, which was getting out of college and okay. becoming whatever it is he's going to become. Right. He didn't know. He didn't know what he didn't know. Mm. So he was kind of overthinking the process. I got a question. Okay. Did you ever, in your childhood, mm -hmm. have that thought, suicide? I had it when my parents divorced. Okay. Excuse me, when they separated. Because they separated, got back together, and then divorced. Okay. I had it when they when they separated. They were separated for like four years, from about thirteen, from about twelve to fifteen, sixteen. Okay, so I mean, I consider myself to be military ish. Correct. My uncle was in the military. That was yep. my father figure outside of my mom. Yep. So I have that authoritative sort of mindset, mm -hmm. and I kind of often find myself looking at these kids today as being a little. I guess I'll use the term weaker than we were. You can say soft. Soft. You can say it. Softer than we are. Yeah. But I had a situation the other day when I was training one of my clients. Mm -hmm. My son, you know, they got a cell phone at fucking five years old. So anytime he has a situation at school. Right. Ding, ding, ding. So he calls me on the phone. He's crying. He's like, I lost my little action figure. I'm super sad. Come old, pick me up. Old is He's 12. <laughs> so my clients are listening to me. Yeah. You know, Jewish women. Yeah. You know, 60, 70 years old. And I was like, hold on, son. Get yourself together. Mm -hmm. Step away from what's going on. Right. I'm not coming to pick you up because you lost so-and-so. Right. I thought he lost his AirPods, but it was some stuff figure. He told me about it because I told him we'd talk about right. it later on that day. So we talked about it. But, you know, I'm just like, what? Right. So I asked, you know, the suicide thing because that's serious. Yes. That's definitely, you Absolutely. know, yeah. And my son's younger, so I haven't yet to experience right. the, the the down parts. Right. Uh, again, birth, you know, was, was the, you know the best part. Mm -hmm. I got two boys and right. a girl, so uh, so yeah, I I think they're a little softer. But what my client told me is she was like, "Don't ever expect your kid to be like you were." Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So I've learned so much from these women, believe it or not. When I talk about learning stuff from you because I didn't have those experiences of growing up my father, I'm always listening. Absolutely. And uh, she's like, don't ever expect your son to be like you. She's right, because I, I tried to I tried to do that. Right. And then I had to let him be himself. Yeah. Yeah, and, they're, and, they're mold, and mold that. Yeah. Take take that bubble and just kind of right. guide that bubble, but yeah. let him be him. They're in a totally different environment, different times. Correct. Yeah. So so that's one of the things I've learned as far as, you know, raising my son is let him be him. Correct. And and facilitate him becoming him. Right. Right, right. Okay. Their environment isn't like ours was when we were growing up. Right. We were latchkey kids and we walked to school and came home by ourselves and right. so on. Their environment isn't that. I remember one time, and then we'll move on to the next question. I didn't get along with my stepdad, my deadbeat stepdad. We'll probably get into that a little bit later. Okay. So I ended up living with my grandma for a couple of years. Okay. And I used to ride my bike to school. Right. And it was like fucking pouring down raining one day. Mm-hmm. I mean, like storming. Right. She was like, you better get your ass on that bike. Go to school. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Put your change of clothes in a bag. Right. I'll see you after school. I understand now, I do. Right. You know, they came from that that mindset, like, go to school. Right, absolutely. So I get on the bike, I ride halfway, I stop at the corner store, I call, can I please come home? Right. Take your ass to school. So I get to school, my bike rack is the, my bike is the only fucking bicycle in the rack. Nobody else that's cool. Nobody huh? else rode their bike to school in Correct. the rain. They got dropped off. I go in the bathroom, put on my dry clothes, go to school. After school was the embarrassing part. It's not raining anymore, and I got to go home, but my bike is the only bike in the right. rack. And, and that's sort of the mentality I came from. Right. It's just different times. Absolutely. But I understand, you know, right. I'm, my grandmom's not raising my son. I am. Correct. So, yeah, they're softer. They more, more emo, I guess that's the term they use. Emotional. But, but it is what it yes. is. Yes. But our, our better standards of living. Right have made it easier for them to be softer. So when you hear millennial, mm-hmm. it's not the kid's fault. They didn't create millennial. We created millennial. Right. I see what you're saying. We're the... Yeah, I noticed with my first son, right. I was giving him every fucking thing he wanted. Absolutely. And then I realized, like, hold on. I want to provide for you, but I don't have to give you everything you want. Right. I just have to give everything you need. Because yeah. giving you everything you want is creating something that I don't like. Right. So, so yeah, the newer, softer kid is created. Right. They didn't create themselves. We did. Because my grandma was hard as hell on me. So I was like, I'm going to be a little bit softer. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we've been talking about our sons right now. So we're going to talk about daughters right now because my daughter may hear this one day and I don't want her to be like, Dad, what about me? me? You left me out, right. You know what I'm saying? So what do you hope to see in in the, the final product when it comes to your daughters? And this, I mean, you want to see them, you know, the best, be the best they can be, but correct. No. Obviously, I mean, I mean, I'd like to see them in a in a small scale. I'd like to see them do exactly what my son did. I want to see them walk across the stage, also. Okay. Um, but I want them to be again similar to him. I want them to find something they're passionate about and they can do. I don't want them working a job. Right. I want them. Whatever their career or whatever their whatever their career path choice is, I want it to be something they love. Right. No matter how much money it is, I want it to be something they love to do. Yeah, that's important. Something they like you and I. We yeah. wake up and yeah, we do. There's there it. isn't a day that I wake up like oh, I gotta go to work. That, right. that never happens. Right. Yeah. Doesn't happen. No, I want them to be able to do the same thing. Can you sort of see 
what you or you sort of have this this envision of what they're gonna be. Like my 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 firstborn mm-hmm. is like like his uncle, his yeah. uncle Tony, techie, like computers, okay. coding. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I can sort of see where he may end up. Right. My daughter, she's like me, arts and crafty. She's right. got the sewing machine. Yeah. She like to draw. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, she's gonna be a fitter. You know, okay. uh, that's what I'm. You know, when I say, what right. do you want to see? I sort of see that's that's the way she wants. And I think that's important because when I grew up, it didn't really matter what my mom saw. I mean, matter of fact, she didn't have time to see what I was doing because it was single parent. She was at work. Right. And, and you know, my my youngest Kai, he's like he's the athlete, but we seem that way right now. Okay. So I say that to say that. I sort of see where they're doing and what they're being, so I can facilitate that okay. and help them, you know, reach their full potential as far as what, what they're doing, okay. what, what they're what, what they're naturally yeah, yeah. drawn yeah. to. So when I say, what do you see your daughters as? Like, what are they? What are they like? Do you see? What do you see the, them becoming? My son, he was the athlete. Okay. Um, but he's also nerd. Okay. The, he had the that's the, the, that's the best the of both worlds. All that he had the best of both worlds because okay. I always preached. As hard as you work on the court, I want to see the same thing in the classroom. Right. That's the only way you can stay on the court. Right. The girls, um, the oldest one, she's she's into the arts, if you say. Okay. Um, she can write music. Okay. Um, plays piano, sings. Um, but I'm not sure what she wants to do. Okay. She's How kinda, old is she? She's 16. Okay. She's kind of... Still filling it out. Still filling it out. Yeah. Um, as she's gotten into high school, she was all A's. As she's gotten into high school now, it's kind of A's and B's. She's she's had some some challenges, but she's making it through. Okay. The little one, not so little. She's nine, but she's five three. All right. Um. She's. She's my tough one. She's me. Right. Right. She's me. Got it. To the T. Got it. Um, the stubbornness, the 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 quick wit, the smart mouth, the, right. the all that. Um, so as far as what she wants to do, I don't see it yet. Okay, yeah. Uh, she's yeah, nine, you say. Yeah, yeah, she's nine. Right. Um, I don't see that yet. But I see I see her being in a position of leadership because of how headstrong she is. Okay. She's she's very no, I wanna do it this way. Got it. I wanna do it this way. So okay. I allow that within yeah, certainly within reason, right, right, within right, reason. Right. Um, but I never want to steal her greatness or steal right. her. That's how I look at it. Right. Because she could be working out something that I don't. I haven't figured it out yet because she's still trying to figure it out. Right. I let her figure it out. So like King Arthur comes out Christmas. Will Smith playing uh, Serena and Venus's dad. Absolutely. So he sort of molded them from the start. Correct. So he saw, or did he see it or did he make it? Because I think he probably, <laughs> a little yeah. bit of both. Yeah. You know, same thing with Beyonce. You know, she's, uh, based on my knowledge, she was like in talent shows and she was fucking three. Correct. You know, so they sort of made that. So I'm sort of, you know, I'm thinking like, if I could see what they're into and what they like, I mm-hmm. could start to maximize that now. Right. So that only gives them, you know, a step ahead of the rest. Absolutely. Who's just figuring it out. Um, okay. I don't want to leave out one of the most important things when it comes to fatherhood. Correct. And that's motherhood, because you know the other half's got to be just as good, if not better. Absolutely. So, one of the things that I sought out when looking for my wife, I know we're talking about fatherhood, but motherhood's got to be a part of it. But it had to be like my mom. Like from day one, I was like, if something happened to me, I'm dead. Right. They good. Correct. That was number one. 
And I saw that by saying like two pluses make pluses. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need a negative and a positive. I need I need plus plus plus. Right. So that's one of the things that I got fortunate with. Right. Because sometimes the kids they ask me because I used to coach track and field. Mm-hmm. Like you know, how do you find a good woman? And one of my things was like I was like, well, first off, you got to get a foreign woman because these American women are making me nice, but no. <laughs> But that, that that's out the window now right. because of you know the internet. Right. Everybody's trying to be the same. Yeah. Everybody is the same. Absolutely. And I honestly I couldn't tell the kids anything these days because you just got a whole different environment. I'm sorry, you just gotta figure it out like I did. Right. I kinda I kinda, you know, well, you know, I want I wanted the woman to be like my mom. I get it. You know. My mom was always in shape. She she played softball, she was an athlete, mm-hmm. you know, she she got a nursing career. Yeah. And she provided for seven kids, you know, single mom. That's mm-hmm. that was my rock. Right. Like I couldn't complain about shit. Nothing. Right. Yeah. Because of what she did. If I think some shit is hard, like, no. Right. No. Definitely didn't have it like she had. No. Right. Get your shit together. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So, how do you think you chose your wife, your mate? Were you lucky? Were you looking for certain things? Um, you know, because I, I know she had something to do with it. I mean, you're talking about the Dean's List, the athlete, you right. know, almost like a fucking perfect fairytale story. She right. definitely, you know, had a lot to do with it. Um... She was my, I'll tell you, my, my son's mother is separate from my daughter's mother. Okay. So it was a separate relationship. My son's mother uh, was a college relationship. Okay. So we were both young. Like, I was 22, she was 20 when okay. we had him. Okay. Um, Still older so, than 17 and 18, though. So it, it definitely right. is, but I, it wasn't planned. Got it. Uh, neither one of us knew what the hell we were doing. Got weren't it. prepared for it financially, emotionally. The entire right, shebang. Right. But um, once the decision was made that uh, that he's that he's coming, right? Um, we had to had to buckle down. Um, Is that scary? Down, hell yeah. yeah. I, I didn't. I had no idea. What I, was. I wasn't ready for that. I was twenty two. I was still. But like some dads just fucking just run. Say fuck it. What made you say this is my son? Was it your relationship with your dad? I mean, but you you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, Some yeah, no, people just get, be like, I, I'm out. I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that had a lot to do with it because my dad, although he traveled a lot and wasn't around all the time, right? Um, he was there, even if it was from a distance, right? Um, and so I could. There was no way. There was no way. No way. My mom would let let that happen. Let what happened? Let me just be like, you know what? No, I'm not. We're not doing this. You, right. you figure it out. Right. There's no way my mom would let that happen. Got it. Regardless of my dad. All right. Um, because my mom and I were were like this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there was no way she would let that happen. But that that wasn't even a decision that crossed my mind. Mm. Um, yeah. I not, mean, not I don't understand ready. why some why it crosses some people's mind. You're Absolutely. Like, not being ready. That's one thing. But just saying, I'm, I can't do this. Right. There's no option. That, that shit amazes right. me. Whether you can or can't, you have to. It, it amazes me. I understand. Right. Like maybe your shit is off. Maybe you lose something. Right. But how are you just gonna walk away from right. you? Literally, that's what you're doing. You're walking away from yourself. Talk about a fucking quitter, cop out. Yeah. You know? there's, there's no bigger quitter than that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as my daughters, uh, I got married to their mother in. What's that? Uh, it was 2010. Um, the, uh, the oldest daughter is actually, uh, is actually a stepdaughter. Okay. Um, I had the son, she had the daughter. Okay. So we came together, blended family. Got it. And then the, the baby came later. Okay. Um, but 
I've been in the the oldest daughter. I've been in her life since she was five years old. Okay. And I just yeah. I just yeah, so, so she's technically my first daughter. Right. So I just assumed the role. Um, luckily, she's blessed to have her actual father. Okay. Her biological father in her life. So she's blessed to have two dads. Two dads. My two dads. Um, yeah, she has two dads, and I remember being at a, on a school field trip, and when she was like five years old, kin kindergarten, and one of the other kids who was there, because I was on the school field trip, her her biological dad wasn't there, but I was there. Gotcha. And so her, you could see the kids trying to figure out like, how is it that she, but see, right. so the other mom was there, and she was like, she tugs her mom, she was like. I've seen Kristen's other daddy, but that's also her daddy. <laughs> I want two daddies. She, like, can I? she was like, can I have two daddies? Her mom was like, I don't think it works that way. But, um, so just little moments like that. Um, but I don't know how, I, I don't know how I exactly chose their mother. I didn't necessarily seek out a certain type of person. Right. Um, we just... We were friends first. Got it. Got it. And it kind of grew from there. We were friends for years, actually. Okay. That's and, always a good situation. And, and then it then it went from there. Then okay. it became relationship, marriage, so on and so forth. Okay. Well, this is Good Heard the Podcast. So as far as adversity, you talk about you were married. So what happened? <laughs> I, I can't go into details of what happened, right, but right, it, right. it okay. didn't. Well, you know, I had to reach for it. it. I, yes, you did. <laughs> it, it didn't work out. Gotcha. But gotcha. we're actually, uh, we co-parent very well. Nice. Um, That's we're, important. We're human. We don't agree on everything. Right. But we make sure what's necessary for them gets okay. done. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So, fatherhood. Mm -hmm. <sighs> a, a learning experience, something new every day. Absolutely. Um, a different child, different personality. Yes. Yeah, so you got to put on a different hat with each yeah. different child. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But I wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So let's talk about you. Okay. Not your career. You spoke about that. Personal yep. trainer, 20 years of experience. You're mm -hmm. definitely an expert at what you do. Mm -hmm. But uh, say you love your job. You yep. don't wake up a day and not, you know, you're not appreciative or thankful for what you're doing. Correct. But what are you doing? What are you doing right now? What are your goals? The ultimate goal is to have a bigger platform and touch more lives. That's that's the broad stroke. To okay. be able to touch more lives the way I'm touching, touching the lives that I'm touching now in just this small area okay. of L.A. Okay. Um, can I touch more lives within L.A. eventually? Sure. And then from L.A. you expand from there. you gotta got to conquer your own turf before right. you can go elsewhere. Right. Um, but the ultimate goal is to be able to touch more lives. Um, I told myself this was maybe four or five years ago that this profession that I'm in now would take me around the world. And not necessarily around the world to, to touch other lives, but just take me around the world. That was the goal one. Got it. And recently, in the last few years, I have started going around the world. Okay. Just based on... How old are you? How old am I? Yeah. 45. Okay. Um, and I have started going around the world. Okay. And getting on a plane and going to see other cultures and other uh, other parts of the country and just getting to know, just getting to see the other side of, other than America. Okay. Okay. Um, which has also made me appreciate America more. 
obviously America has its issues. That's a whole other story. Right. But it still made me come home, and there's a different appreciation every time I leave the country. Okay. Um, and what I do has given me the the ability to be able to do that. Okay. So now the next phase with that is to be able to reach more lives first here. Okay. And then the country, and then around the world. So are you where you want to be at right now in your life at 45? No. Okay. No. I'm con- I'm content where I am, okay. but I'm not happy where I am. Okay. So there's always more. There's okay. more I know I can do. Okay. There's more people I know I can touch. Okay. Okay, so you were just telling me that you're content with where you are, but you're not happy. Correct. And then you were telling me about the way you're going to touch the lives, mm-hmm. the way you want to touch lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's the forecast? How long do you see this this process taking place? I see it within, I see it before five years. Before five, years, five being, years? Five years being the max. Okay. Um, but I see me being in rooms where I'm just speaking mm-hmm. and not not actually training. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, because at some t- point, you know, that that's the best way to share. Absolutely. Yeah. Will I, will I still be training? Sure. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I see me speaking to people about okay. the journey. Okay. Um, because I look at training or fitness or the gym as a microcosm of life. A what? A microcosm of life. Okay, explain. The microcosm of life is me, is you not knowing where you're going. Okay. I know where you're going when you come to me. Once okay. I once I figure you out, once right. I, I know where you're going. So in that process, I'm getting you almost to believe in yourself. Okay. Lat, lat, you didn't think you could lift that weight, but I slapped it on there. Right. And you did it. Okay. Because I knew you could did it, do it because I saw what you did last week or last month or whatever. But okay. you, you're not paying attention to that. You're just coming to the workout. Okay. And I keep slapping on more weight, slapping on more weight, so on and so forth. So, um, or flexibility or whatever the exercise is. Okay. So then it becomes a mindset. I can do more. He believed in me. I can do more. So then you start taking that same mindset out the doors of this gym. Into the other parts of your life. Into the other parts of your life. Okay. So that's why I look at it as a microcosm. So do you think it's funny that, that people need that? Like, I don't think I need that. I think I have what it takes and it's in me already everybody isn't built like us everybody isn't built like us that, that's why yeah. and that's... this is our role correct right um to, to to motivate those people to help them reach their full potential absolutely okay okay next question is kind of weird but when i thought about it it sounded like a good question but then when i said it to myself i was like uh maybe but anyway spring on what do you think hurts more love or pain and do you understand what i'm trying to say I know exactly what you're trying to say I think losing love. So love hurts more than pain. Correct. Yeah, I would have to say the same thing. Because, well, I'll let you go ahead and elaborate on why you think love hurts more than pain, and then I'll tell you mine. Because this is about you, Mr. Sean Hamlin. (laughs) Only because I've been through heartbreak, Mm -hmm. and I know know what it does during the, the down moments. Yeah, that shit is rough. But then once you get into, fuck this, why? Why am I feeling this way? Right. And you take that same energy that puts you down here. Right. And apply it to whatever it is you want to do with your life, whatever. Uh-huh. It becomes a, it almost sticks right here until it's gone. 
So you just keep doing more every day, keep doing more every day. Um, damn near make yourself so busy that you forget about it. Mm. Um, I think the love. Yeah. The, the, I mean, I think that if you don't think love hurts more than pain, you ain't you ain't really experienced it yet. No. Because for me, I mean, there's like the situations with this girl that you thought was going to be your heart or whatever. And then it don't work out that way. Correct. But that shit used to literally feel like a hole, like Absolutely. a piece. Absolutely. That's worse than breaking a bone. Yeah. And I've broken plenty of them. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. So the the hurt of love is greater than the hurt of pain. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I train every day right. for the worst scenario, so to speak. Mentally strengthening myself through reading books and educating myself so that I can handle the situation better if it presents itself. Physically strengthening myself because that's what men do. Correct. You know. So, uh, yeah. What's the last book you read, speaking of books? The last book I read, um, I wrote shit down. Well, I, I got yeah, yeah, I'm on the range of dragon or some shit. Sometimes I do okay. like the fiction stuff. Right. So I'm doing the running right now. You know, not too um, much running, just a little running. It's a little, I don't even want to, it's a book. Okay. But the, the title is The the Subtle Art. What is it? The Subtle Art. I'm not giving a fuck? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I heard of that one. That was um, like a best title. The, 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 the title obviously jumped out right, at me. Right, right. Um, because I'm, I'm very, I don't want to say I don't give a fuck. I care. Right. But... I don't let a lot get to me. I keep a lot. I keep a uh, um, lowest common deno- lowest common denominator mentality. Okay, explain. Where where I keep everything just even kill. I don't whatever's coming at me. I don't. I give you an example. Let's say I wake up in the morning, got to be here, got a flat tire. Like most people, be like, oh, I got a flat tire, and their whole day is ruined. Mm-hmm. I give myself however many seconds I need to be like, fuck, I got a flat tire. Right. Then it's become, let's focus on the solution. Okay. Call client, cancel, get the flat tire fixed, blah, blah, move on about your day. Instead of letting it fuck up your whole day, yeah, instead abs- of going in that downward spiral. Absolutely. And I, I, I speak on that. I call it peaks and valleys. Okay. Throughout your day, you're going to have ups and downs. Right. One of my tricks, I've said it before, mm-hmm. but for me, one of the main things I can do is realize when I'm about to go down, right. that, that, that go into that valley and be like, hold up. Yeah. You're going the wrong way, fix it. Correct. That's one of my strongest fix myself points. I to have keep my vibration something high. similar. I call it the 30 second rule. The 30 second rule. Give yourself 30 seconds to be human. Okay. And then work on the solution. So, meaning human. Whatever right. the emotion uh, yeah. is, whatever yeah. the emotion is, I will, yeah. Right. Kick a wall, blah, blah. Okay. And then focus on the solution. Got it. Because I feel no good decisions are made in anger. Right. Oh, yeah. I agree. So, I, I can't think of a situation off the top of my head and angry right. though you make yeah. the right decision. 30 seconds. 30 second rule. Get it out. Okay, so if you get nothing else from the podcast, right. 30 second rule. Apply that. Absolutely. May take a second. May take you five minutes first. May <laughs> try take to you, work it down to 30 seconds. Try to work it about 30 seconds because anything else, the, the decisions are bad when you're making a decision within anger. Within anger. So, okay. Faster. I like that. Okay. So, uh, any questions you got of me? I mean, again, I know this is about Mr. Sean Hamlin, <laughs> but this opens the floor. I mean, we know each other, we've known each other for a couple of years, yes, but in the fitness arena, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I mentioned 
You've been waiting on this podcast for fucking the whole first I season. Are we finally getting it in? I have. We're finally here. And yeah. I like that I'm getting the first video podcast. Right, right, right. Well, you know, I got to say the best for last, so to speak. I, I appreciate or that. The, or the best for first, because this I, is the first episode that works of season, out. season two. But um, what was I saying? Do I have any questions for you? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, do you have any questions of me? Um, I guess what what prompted you to to start the podcast and how do you pick your subjects? Okay, gonna hurt the podcast. Honestly, for me, during the pandemic is when I started it, okay. but I was talking about a podcast a long time before mm-hmm. that, but I just couldn't find the time, but shit shut down, so I had plenty of time. Right. All right so that's, as far as time is concerned, I okay. wanted to do it. Uh, I was a little behind the curve, if you wanna call it that, when I did it, but yeah. you know, everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Absolutely. All right, so uh, that was the reason I started it. It was like my therapy. Because a lot of shit was going on. Absolutely. And to be able to talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, I had homies calling in, like, how you doing, T? Let's talk about it. Yep. And every time I was in a conversation, I was like, damn, that shit on a podcast. Right. <laughs> that shit on a podcast. Yeah. So eventually I started recording it. I actually, okay. I talked to my mom over the podcast. Because yep. I'm like, I remember my grandma, I don't have my grandma's voice on a, a video, on a phone or whatever. Wow, okay. So I, I recorded my mom's voice, so I'll be able to hear it. My kids will be able to hear it one yeah. day. So I think that 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 video rec- recording mm-hmm. is important. Okay. So that's one of the reasons I like the podcast because right. I'm talking. Yeah. My kids can hear this anytime. Absolutely. My kids, kids, and kids, kids, so mm-hmm. on and so on. So I like that that record. I like it. I like recording. the forward thinking. Yeah, yeah. So I like that part. As far as my topics are concerned, uh, I don't want to get caught up in current events because it's emotional. Right. I want to be more inspirational, more mm-hmm. educational, okay. more solution based. Okay. You know, I don't want to be complaining about some shit that I don't have the answer to. So um, this season is, is, is going to be a little bit different than season one, because season one was all about emotion, because there was a lot of stuff going on. Absolutely. And it was sort of my therapy to do this. Okay. You know, I really look forward to the podcast and speaking with like-minded or more educated individuals, because they help me to focus and educate, uh, yeah. elevate my game. Yeah. But this season, my topics are going to be um, just based on who my guest is. Okay. Like, I think, like I told you, one of the reasons, you know, I'm drawn to you is because of the success you've had with your kids. I appreciate that. You know, I didn't ha- I didn't have that father figure or whatever, so I'm just like, you know, this guy did it right. I need to listen to him and find out what he did. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think the person that I'm interviewing is going to determine which topic I'm going to be speaking on. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. See what else I got. Uh, when I start to, you know, get a little dry spell, I start to throw out stupid shit like, yeah. what's your favorite movie? <laughs> um, favorite movie because I'm a big fan of comedy. Mm-hmm. So favorite, I, I'm gonna give you three favorite movie: um, Harlem Nights, nice, um, nice. Wedding Crashers, okay, and Forty Year Old Version. I don't think I, I, no I, I could pick. I could pick more, right? But those just if I just want to just throw some on and laugh, and I'm still laughing every time I see it. Right. So you like the comedy? I love comedy. I think I, Last of the Mohicans. Okay. Braveheart. Okay. Um, I, th- I know I had one more, but that that's sort of my okay. yeah, probably Full Metal Jacket. Because okay. in boot camp, we watch that shit like yeah. daily. I'm sure. Like, I, I, loved, I love that movie. Yeah. But I go to movies all the time, though. Got like it. I, if I get a break in my day, I go to, we can't do it now, but I go to a 10 o'clock movie. Yeah, I used to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just that, I think that's a personal trainer thing because we have a client yeah. counsel. Hey, let me go watch a movie. Yep. Just be me and the popcorn. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yep. Why did you decide to do the podcast? Um, I decided to do it. Well, obviously, I've been asking you. Because I saw the first one. <laughs> right, right. And I was like, what, hey, what, right, right. what am I? No, no, no disrespect. I'm just um, like, I'm saving the best for first. Like, no, I, I, I appreciate that. Right. Um, 
But that's what it was. I just wanted to sit down and chop it. I didn't have no idea what the topic would be. Right. I love that it's fatherhood. Right. Um, but Again, I just wanted to sit down and, and chop it up. I, with I think and, some of the topics that we discussed, you know, some somebody can listen to it and be like, ah, okay. Right. Okay, okay. So that's yeah. the point, to help yeah. you yeah. overcome some adversity that you may be having in your life. You Correct. Know? You might gain something. Just, yeah. You might be like, oh, whatever. That's fine, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've noticed that one of the things that I learned in life is you have to be at a certain point sometimes to absorb something. Absolutely. Like you have to be ready to receive it. Mm -hmm. So if you receive this, great. And if you don't, great. That's fine, too. You might receive it later. Right, right. Um, okay. How long do you want to live? I've never put a number on it. Okay. Um, but because of what I do, I would like to live as long as I can continue to walk in whatever. It could be this facility, any other facility. Right. As long as I can continue to walk in a facility and clang and bang. As long as everything's working, so to speak. Yep. yep. <laughs> and it might not all be working. Right. But as long as I can pick up something. Right. Might be at that point, it might be 135 pounds. It might be 100 pounds. Right. It might be 45 pounds. Right. As long as I can pick up something and move it. Got it. Okay. I don't know when that'll be. 80, 90. Who right. knows? I'm going to move something though. Okay. Well, my grandpa, mm -hmm. I think he's like 97 now. Okay. His goal is 100. Okay. And I'm a competitive type guy, so I got to beat him, my favorite number seven. So I'm going to say 107. But again, it comes down to as long as shit is working, you know, I love to see the grandkids, grandkids, if that be the case. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. yeah. And on that note, I'd like to thank you. Absolutely. For your time, your expertise, your knowledge, your experience, your friendship. Thank you, sir. Give you your flowers while you're here to get them, while you can still smell them. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, I'd like to thank the listeners for tuning in. This is uh, episode one, season two. Uh, yeah, let's see how it works out. YouTube, all that good stuff. Good to hurt the podcast. So that's what you Google or however you find the videos if you want to watch it. But, but yeah, I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you very much, and we'll see you in episode two. Oh, man. Appreciate you.